The guys have whipped up another one. This one's off the chain. It's Billy and Devo talk sports and manliness. Welcome back to the BDSM show. That's Billy and Devo talk sports and manliness. As always, I'm Billy. I'm Devo, and it feels good to be back. It does. Like we haven't recorded in a long time. It's like therapy for me. Right. It's been about three weeks. Oh, it's too long. It's like stuff that I want to talk about isn't even like relevant anymore. Right. Three weeks is a long time to be out of the studio, especially it's sports world. Right. With all that's happening happened we'll get to that a little teaser sure Maybe it rhymes with schmevin schmongoria yeah um i want to wish everyone a happy new year yeah new year new me <laughs> it's 2018 it's show enough is do you do do you do new year's resolutions Eh, not really not really I, it's the same thing every year i Tr- just try be- to be healthy yeah, be healthy, be a good husband, keep, be a good dad. That's it. Although last year my be healthy was blown up in 10 days when my appendix tried to kill me. Oh, that's right. But, you know, other than that, everything was great. <laughs> that was a year ago? <laughs> yeah, dude, January 10th. Man, that flew by. Yeah. 2017 flew by. It did. It did. I don't know if that's a... a good a or bad? Side effect of having a five and a three-year-old or i think that's it i think it's ha- the kids make this time to cook right i um i my resolution is to get back on my diet oh yeah you know like get my get my food right sure and go to the gym again right and i lost a lot of weight last last year Mm-hmm. i lost 60 pounds yeah um, but I put 10 back on since Thanksgiving, so I got to get back in. Well, you know, food holidays and such. You know, and I figured that I'd be okay with that because, you know, why punish myself for sure. 12 months? You know, and really, it can't, I, you know, the diet started to come off the rails, like, for Hurricane Irma. Right. Because it was a little harder, and plus shit was going bad, and, like, I wanted to just eat everything in the house. You know what I mean? Sure. There's like the stress and the comfort part of it, and then also the hey, all the ice cream's melting, and all the frozen pizzas are melting, and you know that kind of stuff. Right. So there was that too. Um, sure. So I'm gonna give it another go and see what I see how I can do. Nice. I might uh, uh might try to get back in shape a little bit. I started back in August before when we were gonna go on a cruise. Yep. Me too. So gonna get a quick in shape you know lose a little bit of the dad bod maybe a little bit and then the hurricane thing happened and yeah took like a week off while we were fucking prepping and stuff and then a week off when i couldn't be at home and then never really got back to it so and then wife that but wife you had surgery and then thanksgiving and then christmas and it's just like now we're here right right so yeah, but maybe get back in shape. 
uh, Bub has an, has expressed an interest in long distance running. Oh wow! Which is not terribly surprising because it's something I was always fairly decent at, fairly good at. Like I could just I haven't done anything in months, and I could just go out tomorrow and run a mile like it was nothing. Oh wow! Um, so we endurance guy, right? We've explored well in certain situations, <laughs> <laughs> not so much others. <laughs> um but we've uh we've explored the the possibility of doing some like father son 5k's and stuff like that. Oh yeah, there's some good so, ones out there. There's a Gasparilla coming right up. There's yeah, a one they have a kids one miler. We um we have a family friend that their youngest son has basically been at every level with Bub. Uh and he's a couple months older and his mom said that he has been, he's taken an interest in it. So I think they just had him in his first race like uh, a month or two ago. So I asked Bob if that was the kind of thing he'd be interested in. Because when we go to church, it's at the local middle school. And they've got a track out there. And almost every time we go out there, he goes, Dad, Mom, can I go run around the track? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> a couple laps, okay. Go, go ahead, sure. So... um I asked him if that was something he'd be interested in. If if Daddy went to run a five k, would he run it with me, or you know, run a whatever, maybe one and a half k to start him off? <laughs> and uh, he said, "Yeah." So we'll see. Oh, let's see. Let me pull my little list up here. Finn lost two teeth. He did. Like that was crazy, and he lost them organically. Right. He lost one, like, Christmas Eve Eve. Right. And then he lost another one on his birthday party, birthday party. Yeah, that was crazy, because he's just, like, sitting there eating his cookie cake, and then uh, one of the moms around was talking to him, and I noticed she was looking at him like, oh, are you okay? Did you lose a tooth? And I looked down, and he's, like, he's pulling his tooth out of the icing. And uh, I was like, Jan! Jan! Finn lost another tooth! And she comes, like, fucking running out of the kitchen. What? 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 <laughs> so, yeah, it was it. cool, man. I, and we've we've asked Bub, like, several times, because, you know, he's five and a half. Hey, dude, you got any tooth, teeth that, like, wiggle or anything? No. Like, okay, well, you know, let us know. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, he came to us, and he's like, did something wrong with my teeth? Nice. And I wiggled them, and the front two were both loose. And I was like, no, that's nothing wrong with that. First in, first out, bruh. Right. Makes sense. I was like, the next two are going to be the top two. I was like, and honestly, they're probably just a few weeks away. Right. And he's like, what? No. And I'm like, yep. I was like, bottom two came in, and then top two came in. Yep. And now you're going to have some gigantic chompers. (laughs) Congratulations. Yep. (laughs) Right out front. The big ends are coming. Yep. So, uh, let's see here. Lost two teeth. Um, I had vacation for 10 days. Today was my first day back at work after 10 days off. Nice. Today was my first day of a six-day weekend. A six-day weekend. (laughs) I could totally be retired. You know, some people are like, oh, I have to have a job. I could never retire. Right. Bullshit. Right. No. Yeah, today was great. I Uh, could retire in a heartbeat. Me and Bub went to uh, Target this morning 
to find the next uh, next edition of Captain Underpants. We grabbed a new Lego guy while we were there for Lego Dimensions. Stopped at nice. another store on the way home, grabbed another Lego guy, and then came home. I set those up for him, played a little bit of Xbox, watched a little bit of TV, wrestled yep. a little bit, played some Hot Wheels, played some more Xbox. It was a pretty nice day. <laughs> yep, we had a good time. So, yeah, I mean, I could, if I had the money for it to just walk off into the sunset and call oh, yeah, quits, I would. Sure. Definitely. Like, if I cracked open my little 401k thing and it was like, okay, you can retire, I'd be like, yep, deuces. See ya. Yeah, no, I'd send the kids to school and come home and just sit around in my own farts. I'd, I recocked the whole bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Like that felt really fucking productive. You know what I mean? Sure. Like yeah. there was like some of the grout was cracking, and I was like, I, every time I shower, I'm like, I should do something about that. Right. You know. And then, but it's always like, oh, it has to have you know so many hours to cure and all this bullshit. Right. And so then, while we were on vacation, I was everybody took a sh- took a shower. I was like, everybody take a bath right now. It was early, and everybody's like, what? Why? I was like, cause I got stuff to do in here. Nice. And I want to let it set till tomorrow. So I, we everybody took a bath or a shower. I dried it off. And Put the cock down. Yeah. Cock. I was really good with the cock. Got it on my fingers. Lay down the cock. The cock. I squished it. Squished <laughs> it around. I told Finn, I was like, I need you to eat like three popsicles. And he's like, what? Really? That's great. I was like, yeah, I kind of want to use the popsicle sticks. And he's like, okay. Nice. So he was very happy to help. <laughs> oh, of course. Um, Let's see. What else did I do on my vacation? I did not go fishing. I wanted to, but. The first cold snap came through the day that me and Will were going to go. Right. And I was going to take the kids, and it was like 41 degrees. Nice. Add so you know, in, it's even worse out on the water. That's what I'm saying. Add in the water, and it's going to be miserable. So I called him at like 7 in the morning, and I was like, dude, we should cancel. He's like, definitely. Nice. So we did that. Um, we we did New Year's Eve with uh, Jen's parents. Right. Or not New Year's. I'm sorry. Christmas Eve. And we did Christmas Day with my parents. Nice. And we do Christmas morning at our house, obviously. Right, right. Yeah, we got a similar setup. We do Christmas Eve with my parents. Come back. The kids go in bed. We set up all the Santa stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, then we do Christmas morning at our house and then go to her parents' house. Nice. Yep. See, we do that. That's what we do. Um, Let's see. What else? Finny got DS for Christmas. So did Bob. Oh, my two, God. A 2DS? Is that the one yep. you guys got, the 2DS? Oh, yeah. I think it was a 2DS XL or something like that. I don't know. Does it fold or does it not fold? It does fold. See, I got the one that doesn't fold. Uh-huh. Yeah, his folds. This one, um, it was only 80 bucks, And I was, we were trying to decide, like, who it should be from. Right. And I was like, bullshit, that is from me and you, lady. <laughs> I was like, you know, Mr. Claus can take credit for something else. Right. But not that. Yeah, he's been going on for months about how Santa Claus was going to bring him a DS, so we had it come from Santa. Oh, yeah. You know, Finney asked Santa for a PS4, and I was like, you know what, pal? I don't know if that's going to come, that's going to work out. <laughs> nice. Uh, yep. I was like, well, I you know, shoot your shot, man. How <laughs> do we try to convince him that Santa uses Amazon? <laughs> You know, because of their <laughs> logistical base. Nice. I was like, they're really good at shipping packages. I mean, it only makes sense that Santa use Amazon. Right. 
He's like, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Nice. <laughs> um, let's see. He was a little worried that Santa and the uh, Tooth Fairy would bump into each other because Christmas Eve Eve, he fell asleep before we got home, so he couldn't. We wanted him to put the tooth under the pillow. Naturally. So, and that reminds me, yeah, he's got a tooth under there. That tooth, the other tooth under there right now. So I gotta swap that. I mean, Jeez. Tooth Fairy's gonna. It's been there for like four days. I know. Well, you know, he goes to sleep. Like he'll like just pass out, and we're like, "You fucking jerk!" You know, he's like, "We can't. You gotta put the thing under there." Right. So lazy ass tooth fairy. I, know. I was I'll like, tell you. I was like, Jen, how does the tooth fairy know that he doesn't have the tooth under the pillow after he loses it? She's like, he just knows. Okay. Right. I was like, okay. Just wondering. Jeez. Um, Christmas tree roundup went pretty well. Yeah, I'd say so. 60 trees. Yeah. 60 plus trees. We contributed one. I brought two. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, we, kind of, I trolled my neighborhood for days beforehand. You, you know, I, I didn't nothing. really troll that much. Um, when I was putting the tree on my roof, my other neighbor dragged one out and I was like, okay, you're going on the roof too. Right. Yeah. Our neighbors are moving. And so uh, Sunday, we were in the garage, I think, rearranging shit, and had the door open, and oh, lo and behold, there's their little petite Christmas tree they brought out Sunday fucking morning. I was like, you bastards. Oh, I think I lost you. Devin? Reconnecting. Your connection is poor. You still there? Hello? Hi. Hi, still there. All right, what the good. fuck happened? You were in the garage, and Heather, and then I lost you. Oh. So anyway, um, yeah, so Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon, we're out there uh, rearranging the garage, as homeowners do, and look out there, and the neighbors set their little petite fucking Christmas tree out Sunday morning. So you like, grabbed it. You know what, guys? You couldn't do that yesterday? Oh, nice. Come on. You can still grab it for your fire pit? I don't remember if we did or not, to be frank. You know what I did? I stole a bunch of wood from their pile and brought it home for my fire pit. <laughs> nice. I was like, man, you guys have like a hundred cords of wood back here. Right. Let me get like a hundred pounds. So that's, I did that. Yeah, we... um. We stopped by, actually Christmas Day, I think it was, after we were over at her parents' house. Uh, she got, she someone, one of our friends snapped a picture of this guy's house, just a mountain of wood that said free firewood. And I'm you assuming it's wood. trees that fell over from Hurricane Irma and all that, and they finally yeah. got around to cutting it up. Uh, maybe someone got a chainsaw for Christmas. Um so she asked her what the address was. We grabbed the address, stopped by on the way home, grabbed a few. And by a few, I mean like 10, 10 logs. So um, I've got to split that for Saturday. Uh, but yeah, and then uh, the neighbor at the end of the street is moving, and he's got a stack of firewood out and back. And he told Heather, go ahead, you can take it all. So I'm going to go down there tomorrow. Uh, grab my grab the kids' wagon for transport, 
And hey, uh, don't mind me. I'm just going to go around to the backyard. Take all your firewood. Thank you. Bye. So. I was going to do a fire tonight, and I just didn't get around to it. It was goddamn cold in the house this morning. How's yeah. your how's your guys' heater holding up? Is it uh is it I mean putting off we, enough BTUs or whatever? Yeah, I mean we set we actually set the heat lower than the air conditioning. Sure. Cuz you know, I I don't yeah, need you want it the heater to, stay. to go 73, Jesus. Right, we don't I don't need the heat to go up to 74, 75. I set it at 72. So when it gets cold, it warms it up to 72. It's it's a toasty 72, it's fine. But yeah, it works. Everybody's good. Nope, dude, mine couldn't keep up last night. Jeez. It um I set it for 69. I was like, you know, trying to be, nah. you know, I know I did that on purpose. <laughs> I, I was like, going to set it at 70. I was like, nope, 69's better. So that's funnier. Babe, it's 69 inside. You know what that means? <laughs> but when I woke up this morning, it was 63 in here. Nice. <laughs> I got my, I got, I have an infrared thermometer and I shot yeah. it on the floor. The fucking floors were like 56. See, if I didn't have kids, I would just leave the heater off. I would too, honestly. And save the electric. I don't care if it's 50 in here. I would be fine with that. That, um, the summer that, or the winter that Heather came down here before we bought our house, cause she got a job in Port Charlotte in like the end of November or December. Um, that winter was, especially frigid and i vividly remember one night it was in like the 40s and i had the windows open and the heat off and everything because it was just me and tessie so she lay down on her bed and i wrapped her up tight in a couple blankets and we slept comfortably it was pretty great we woke up in the morning it was like 50 degrees in the apartment (laughs) but it was nice I love it. It's nice it's nice to sleep bundled up. Like I'm I'm one of those people like I have to be I have to have the blanket rolled up tight up to my chin, all that stuff to sleep comfortably. So the cold is is kind of my jam. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a huge fan. I uh I could do without the cold weather. And I read somewhere that there was flurries in Sarasota maybe. Yeah, their their ideas of flurries are it's fucking misting out and it's forty. It wasn't snow flurries. People are stupid. <laughs> People are stupid. Dumb. I think I saw that was rebutted. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was it was rebutted because it never crossed the threshold of thirty two. It literally cannot be snow unless I, the water's freezing. I thought it could. I don't think so. I it's thought just could, because really it could cold be colder, water. like above, like in the atmosphere, it's colder, and it could fall the snow then, and then melt before it hits the ground. Yeah, it wasn't flurries. People are stupid. <laughs> and then it's like they're like, "Oh yeah, it's gonna be snow flurries in Tampa." It's not fucking cold enough for flurries in Tampa. It's just not. I, and maybe I, we just have different definitions of flurries. But I I hear flurries, and I think like gusts of snow and I just that's not going to ever happen in Florida at least not this far south so I do want to see it though I want to see it snow because I want to see people lose their fucking mind Florida drivers have a hard enough time in the rain 
which yeah. you would think they're accustomed to because every summer it rains every fucking day. And then you have hurricane season. People drive around in the fucking hurricane. But, <laughs> oh, yeah, hmm. Oh, God, the first summer storm. Oh, geez, I forgot how to drive. I want to see snow because I want to see people legitimately lose their fucking mind on the road. I'm not driving on the road. I'm not driving. Florida drivers with snow on the road? No, thank you. I'm going to keep my distance, but I want to see it. I want to see video of it. I want people snapping that shit. Instagram video, Facebook live in it. I want to see it because people are going to lose their fucking minds. Did you hear about that uh, that swatting incident? I think it was in Kansas, Wichita, maybe. Yes, dude, that, that was so terrifying. Crazy, it's terrifying. Because I've seen this shit before. I've read about this shit before. I saw one. Um, I saw one on. It was like YouTube. This kid was just playing like Counter Strike or something like that, and then like he was, you know, like streaming it on Twitch or whatever. Right, and he had like the cam on himself, and he, you know had the video game up, and dude, it was you could, you know, he had the headphones on, and someone's beating on the door, and he takes the headphones off, and he's like, oh, "What the fuck is this?" Opens the door, and then they rush in there with like their guns and stuff, and like the camera's still streaming. Right, and then the chat goes like bonkers, and people are like, "Oh my god, he got swatted." Yeah, it's it's terrifying. It's not this it, this latest instance. It's not the first time someone's got fucking killed because of it. Yeah. And so there's so they're saying that the guy who they found the guy who called in the SWAT, the swatter swatting. Right. And I guess the police are also on the verge of being sued for shooting. The, they even went to the wrong address, I think. Oh, well, see like, if they get like, the wrong address. Well, like because like the guy that they called the swatting on was that wasn't even his house. Right. That they were trying to swat. You know what I mean? Right. So if you're unfamiliar with with what swatting is basically it's a thing that i think is primarily in video games uh like beefs right so like if you're playing call of duty or whatever i don't know right. um one of your opponents in order to get you off of your game will call your local police department and say that you have guns and that you've taken a hostage or that you've kidnapped someone Right. And the SWAT team shows up and serves a high-risk warrant based on the right. tip that – the erroneous tip that was called into them. Yes. And so the idea is that the SWAT team comes in and they throw you on the ground and search your whole house and you're like, I don't understand what's happening here. And then they say this and then you're like, nope, that's not even close to me, so go away. Right. But only this time um, the SWAT team knocked on the wrong door. The guy who answered the door just did not understand what was happening. Right. It didn't compute to him. Like, why would a SWAT team, why would there be people with guns pointed at me? And so they instructed the guy to, like, put his hands up or, like, come outside. And he's like, I don't understand. Why are you asking me to do this? And I guess he put his hands down by his waist and they shot and killed him. Right. Just like that. Yeah. Well, and, like, the frightening thing is, uh, I guess they, they hijacked the IP or something. So they, they call, and it looks like yeah they, they spoof you're calling from your, yeah. your home address. And 
I mean, like you said, they call up, they say some some wild shit. You know, I'm I'm locked in my home. I've got hostages. I'm going to murder everybody, and then I'm going to kill myself. The SWAT team doesn't know that that's not what's actually happening unless all your windows are open. I mean, if they come to your house and the blinds are open and everybody's inside just relaxing on the couch, obviously they can see that's not the case and they can start looking at something else. If it's at night and you have your blinds closed like most normal people and they can't see inside, they don't know that you're not in there with a gun to somebody's fucking head. So their first instinct kick in the door and neutralize the situation this is not the first time somebody's died because of this because they come in and pop what they perceive to be the the threat and then it turns out some fuckhead swooped his number and got him killed it's terrifying terrifying to think like you could be middle school kids just fucking around talking shit yep and then someone takes it way too serious you know, and I, I want to say one I read, they had kids in the house. Yeah, I think they did, this recent one. And, like, this dude got shot by the cops in his living room, got shot and killed, and, like, his daughter was on the couch. Yeah, this recent guy got shot from across the street. That's just, it's stupid. I just don't, and so I I feel like it's two times, this failed twice, right? So the guy who called in the prank, and I'm going to air quote prank. Right. Um, and then the dumb dumb who shot him. Right. So I just thought that was crazy. I just remember I I don't know why I didn't mention that before, but I just remembered watching the reading about that, and it's just another instance where like the police probably won't be held accountable for that. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, and to a degree, I kind of get it. I aside from the fact they went to the wrong house. But if they go to the if they go to the house that was called in, and you just you don't know what's going on, as far as you know, you're coming to a residence where a guy's got loaded guns ready to kill everybody. Yeah, and go out in a hail of gunfire. So on on some level, I I get where they're coming from. As far as I'm concerned, if you do this to somebody. And it results in them being shot and killed. You should be tried for murder. I agree. You should be up for the death penalty. That's the way I see it. I, I mean, that's that's callous disregard for human life. That's not even. It's not a cute, funny prank. The fact that multiple people have died from this shit should tell you this is not some cute, funny prank. Oh, haha! You lost at Call of Duty now because. We called the SWAT team in and they fucking murdered you in your living room. It's not it's not funny. It's not cute. It's not clever. It's not savage AF. It's fucking stupid. So let that be a lesson. Don't be swatting. Think of some other cheeky prank to pull. Right. Whatever happened to sending pizzas to a guy's house? Right. I mean, that's funny. Or getting their email yes. and signing them up for porn newsletters. Porn. Yeah. Posting a bunch of Craigslist ads. Fucked up, man. <laughs> but not swatting. That's crazy. It's insane. They, you have to be a complete psychopath to do that to somebody. Over a video game. Yes. 
That's just it. It's over a fucking video game. It's not like gang-related violence where, you know, they violated your set <laughs> and you got to go clap back. <laughs> clap back. It's just that. It's so dumb. So dumb. People people take things way too serious. You can't handle music Call of Duty in here. He's saying he said he had sex with my mom, so I'm going to call a SWAT team on his ass. <laughs> the fuck? Let's see. What else happened? Anything else we need to catch up on that's not sports related? We got um, some movies. Yeah. I mean, we got we got Star Wars. We're going to talk Star Wars later. So I that's saw, exciting. I saw Jumanji. I did too. We could talk about that too. Nice double spoilers. Hell yeah. So that's cool. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. Um, we mentioned birthdays, obviously. Finn had his his party last weekend. Ashlyn's got her party this weekend. I'm coming. So my little princess is going to be three on Sunday. Three. So we got a party on Saturday. And uh, six yeah. years old. Someone years asked old. me. I think it was her teacher asked me earlier. She said something about, oh, yeah, she turns three on Sunday. And she's like, wait, she's not three already? Because, I mean, her brother is tall for his age, and he's five and a half. And she's almost as tall as he is. And apparently she's doing really well at school. So she's like, oh, my God, I thought she was three already. I'm like, no, she's just a beast. Good for you guys. Yep, we make tall children. That's what we do. Well, I mean... If Heather was tall. a dude, she'd probably be like 6'4". Right. Tall and thin. So, Bub is probably going to be like 6'4", and Ashlyn's probably going to be at least 6'0". Six foot. Six footer, yeah. But, who knows? We'll see. So, yeah. I think that, that about wraps it up, man. I think uh, that covers everything. Non-sports related. We could segue from this into sports with uh, Matt won the Fantasy League. Matt, Over congrats Kevin. on picking last next year. Congrats, pal. Right. Nice work. Todd Gurley apparently won lots of people their uh, fantasy football leagues. Yeah, he was about the only guy that was in any way consistent on my money league team, and it wasn't quite enough to get me into the playoffs. He fucked me last um, year. But, man, he was – I'm going to say this, and I've grandstanded on Twitter for this before. Um. I don't understand why more people are not talking about Todd Gurley for NFL MVP. I really don't. He probably because it's such a bullshit year last year. They're probably still scorned about it. It does the the year he's putting up. He scored like six more touchdowns than the next closest. He's leading the league in scoring, uh, non kicker scoring, by a very wide margin. I think he was second in the league. By like a dozen, couple dozen yards in total yardage, Se- second or third in the league in rushing. Uh, by again like thirty, forty yards. Um, I mean he's like the leading receiver on his team. As a running back, he's like top ten, top fifteen, maybe top twenty receiving yards as a running back. While he's also leading the league, second in the league, third in the league in rushing. He's having an absolutely insane season. And it's like, oh, who's the MVP? Should it be Tom Brady? Or Alex Smith was the favorite for a while. 
Or maybe Drew Brees. No, none of them. None of the above. Not Carson Wentz. None of the above. It should be Todd Gurley. And I'm not just saying that because he was my money league MVP. He legitimately has a case. He's put, put forth one of the best seasons I've ever seen. So I think it's unfair that he's he's not. And maybe he ends up winning. I don't know. He's just like going under the radar. But Jesus Christ, that dude has had a season. That son of a bitch. I love him. I, I got him in the third round in my money league. And he was the only dude that was consistently worth a shit. I had Tom Brady. And I still just had awful, awful week after week. You should um, take Todd Gurley number one overall. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> just because it didn't work out last year when you took him overall number one. I'm going to take the Damian Tomlinson, probably. That sounds like a safe play. Definitely. Definitely. Or, or that kid, that quarterback that t- caught a touchdown pass yesterday. What was his name? Oh, Baker Mayfield? Yeah. Man, I love that guy. That guy catches a bum rap for fucking sure. I mean, he grabbed his dick, and now that's the end of it, right? Well, yeah, I mean, he grabbed his dick. He People look at that, and then wait, ESPN. See, ESPN pushes the narrative for everything in sports. Well, they got to make news. There's not enough news for them to report on, so they have to make news. Right. So the narrative they made was that he was grabbing his dick at them because they didn't shake his hand before the the kickoff. Like, oh, my God, he was snubbed. No, he grabbed his dick at them because the drive before that, some dude came in late and launched shoulder first at his throwing arm, at his throwing shoulder, well after the play, and tried to hurt him, very clearly tried to hurt him. I would do the same fucking thing. Oh, yeah. Same fucking thing. You out there and throw a touchdown pass after that, I'm grabbing my dick right in front of your face. Listen, if I'm playing my rival or a particularly nasty team, I'm going full-on fucking Marshawn Lynch into the end zone. Right. I was. Just, I had this conversation with Addison, our buddy Addison, who uh-huh. started at USF and went to UCF. And I missed the Quentin Flowers jerk-off motion live. Yeah, I saw the replay. But I've seen video afterwards. And I was like, you know what? That doesn't bother me. Frankly, I mean, we're talking about a 21-year-old kid, and he just styled on the home crowd. He's right in front of the student section. Yep. He He's heard now at least one chant about his mother and father being dead. I've, I'd be jerking off all over all of them. <laughs> uh, I told Addison. He was like, rolling dice. I, I believe in good sportsmanship. I really do. But if I was out there scoring touchdowns like he was, I'm jerking off all over everybody. Everybody. And then people are like, well, you know, he came out afterwards and said, you know, I regret that it was taken that way. And it, it shouldn't ever. I never meant to offend anybody. And I'm like, you know what? Shouldn't even have to do that. Don't even. Nope. Don't say a thing. Don't say a thing. And you had people coming to his defense. Oh, yeah, he was rolling the dice. No, you don't roll the dice like From like your that. dick? No. Yeah, no. Nope. <laughs> and it wasn't just like he did the motion. He did the motion with the splash at the with, end. Yeah, with the with the jizz on your face. <laughs> yep. I'm sorry. 
after what he heard, and I told Addison, I told Addison when he was like, oh, that's just classless. I'm like, listen, I can only imagine what he's hearing from the fucking students. And then, of course, the next day it comes out, UCF fans calling out other UCF fans and media members calling out UCF fans for cracking jokes and chanting something about where's mommy, where's daddy, and shit like that. Like, I don't blame him. I would have climbed up in the front row and jerked off all over all of them. <laughs> they literally whipped your dick out. Right. And so like there's no some... confusion. Other, I'm, I'm, am I rolling <laughs> dice or am I jerking my dick? Right. Right. I'm splish splashing all over everybody, frankly. And then, like, so you got that. Baker Mayfield grabs his dick at the dude who launched at his throwing arm well after the play was done and gone. I get it. And, like, I was watching the game yesterday, and he, he caught that touchdown pass, and he ran down the sideline, you know, waving his arms around like Tyree McCants. Uh-huh. And some, some fucking, I think, Boston sports writer posted on Twitter, oh, Baker Mayfield is such a tool. What? I'm sorry. He's having fun playing fucking football. Yeah. Right. Like, what, are we, what are we talking about here? And people are, I've heard people go, oh, yeah, he's going down the Manziel path. I'm sorry. Is he doing coke in the bathroom? Because if he's not, no, he's not. And Baker Mayfield didn't get suspended for getting getting paid to sign autographs. Still there? Hello? And I think I'm dropping out again. Devin, you there? Hello? Come on. Hello? Hello? Connect. Hey. Hi. Dare. Hi. Yeah, hi. So anyway, I don't know fucking Skype's being shitty. Um so yeah, so Baker Mayfield didn't didn't get suspended for getting paid for signing autographs, which is a clear NCAA violation. Uh Manziel gets suspended for half a fucking football game, which is a joke. Anyway, and then comes out in the second half making fucking money signs like sorry dude didn't get it he never grew up i don't tell me because baker mayfield's celebrating down the sideline that it's in any way the same situation yeah because he grabbed his dick at a dude that launched himself at his throwing arm after the play that puts him on manzel's path show me where baker mayfield was doing coke in the bathroom (laughs) I think he had a he had an off season issue where it was he had a DUI or he had a drunken public or something, and came out immediately and apologized for his actions and and owned it, manned up, faced it. it I it's just not. Don't even you can't. All it is is they're both short white quarterbacks that can run. Yeah, that's as far as the comparison goes. Don't tell me he's Manziel. He's not. First of all, he's more talented. Second of all, he's not the same person character-wise. He's just not. So he that dude fucking, I don't understand. I don't understand the vitriol for that dude. I don't get it. I really don't. Did I see somewhere that Quentin Flowers got invited to the Combine? Yes. And Valdez Scantling? Yes, and Deidre Sanat. Yep, did Tyree get invited? 
Uh, Tyree comes back next year for a senior oh, year. That's right. Yes. So I don't know necessarily that they're done sending out invites. I have to assume Dietrich Nichols will get an invite at some point. Um, and then hopefully Dearness Johnson and or Darius Tice will get an invite, but who knows? I don't know. It's weird. They won't invite guys that put up big numbers at FBS schools, but they'll invite some little fuck twit from Howard or something. Yeah, right. So we'll see. <clears throat> so McCants playing another year. Yes, we got him next year. Oh, shit. Which I'm excited for. He's going to be the guy. He's going to be a monster, um, dude. Him and Darnell Solomon, who I was looking up earlier. So this was his true sophomore season. He played uh, super sparingly last year. And he finished the year with like 32 catches, 500-something yards, and like five touchdowns. So Mitchell, uh, Mitchell Wilcox is going to be a monster next year. Is he? He might be a senior. I don't remember. No, I think he's. I think he's. Um, he was a sophomore this year. I don't. I don't know. Um, but yeah, if he does come back, hopefully he's got the dropsies and the fumbling issues sorted out. <laughs> and I love Mitchell Wilcox. It's just you know, he's got some very clear ball control issues. Uh huh. But. He's a beast. He's a beast when he's got it all together. Let me see. Let's pull up his team page. Here's his school roster page. Okay. The 2015 roster had him listed as a freshman. So, yeah, he's he was, a senior next year. He was red shirt, though, in 15. He um, So, he'll be good, man. Um, I think... We might see a little more sharp passing game next year with Keen and or Oladokun taking over. Oladokun's a freshman? He was, a, I think, a redshirt freshman this year. Nice. So, yeah, we'll see because he's got some wheels too. He's he's a mobile guy. Keen is one of those guys that can run if he has to but doesn't necessarily look for it, and I don't know that you would ever – Say he was close to as mobile as, say, a Quentin Flowers. And then we also got but, Octavius Battle. Yes. We got that kid and Jordan McLeod from Plant High Plant, School yep. signed in the early signing period. Yep. Uh, there are varying opinions on whether McLeod actually sticks a quarterback or if they brought him in because he's a great athlete and, you know, figure out where he lands after that. But we'll see. Battle put up some big numbers. Uh, he was very Quentin Flowers-like in the fact that he takes care of the football. I think he may have thrown for two interceptions or something like that over his, his junior and senior year. I want to say his junior season, he threw for like 20-some touchdowns and no interceptions. So, I mean, that's big at the high school level because you get a kid yeah. with a cannon arm who thinks he can make every throw and sometimes throws into high traffic. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, the offense, just, I don't know what we're going to see next year. I don't know. I feel like we got a good <clears> – <throat> I read somewhere we also picked up a later four-star wide receiver. Did I see that? Um, Did I read that right? I know we're in on a four-star receiver now, but I don't know that we had any sign yet. We had a high three-star, at least one high three-star, Zion, Zion Roland. 
who's another Tampa kid. I think he's a Tampa kid. Um, wide receiver? Yes. Maybe that's the one wide I was receiver. thinking of. And I want to say he was like a a high mid three star. He was like a eighty seven out of out of a hundred. So, um, the good thing about early signing day, we actually signed, I think, most of our top commitments, guys that were already committed to the program, and I think we filled up all but like six slots. So now they can start to focus on next year's class and. Uh, some of the higher-end kids that we're hoping to land, which will be interesting. I like it. Uh, let's see. So you want to talk about while we're, bowl while games? We're on the topic of uh, South USF. Florida. Yeah, let's let's talk about the Texas Tech game. So it was a, a kind of a dull first half. Oh man, that game. one ended up as such a barn burner. In the first half of the third quarter, too. And then it was like when it took off, it took off. Like, took off. Uh, Quinn Flowers, I think, was like 3 of 13 or something in the first half. Um, was clearly out of sync. Some of that was Texas Tech, and some of it, he was just, you know, he missed a few passes here and there. And in the second half, he did what Quinn Flowers does. He turned it on. So he ended up finishing. And I, I don't know that there was a better way for the best player in USF history to go out, you know, other than having gotten a chance at the playoffs or a New Year's Six Bowl at least. But in his bowl game, uh, mind you, he was the first superstar USF quarterback to not have his senior season end early due to injury. Um, actually, I think Blackwell finished his season way back when, but... Grothy, obviously, tore his ACL against fucking Charleston Southern. Uh, B.J. Daniels had his senior year end three games early due to a broken leg against UConn. So it was like, that's kind of a thing, the senior mobile quarterback curse at USF. And Flowers broke that. Uh, so the bowl game, he finished with 311 yards and four touchdowns passing, no interceptions, and... 106 yards rushing in a touchdown. And I think he had he had one fumble lost. So he counted for over 400 yards and five touchdowns. This on the back end of counting for 600 yards in like five or six touchdowns against UCF. In his last two games, he counted for almost 1,200 yards in like 11 or 12 touchdowns. To say we're going to miss Quentin Flowers is an understatement. You know, like it, yep. dude left with 37 school records, 37, three, seven passing records, season passing records, career passing records, season rushing records, career rushing records. It's the only thing he didn't do here offensively is catch the ball. Yep. And I honestly, I don't understand why they never tried it. <laughs> right. Never tried it, ever. Like, have Dearness Johnson give him a pitch. Yeah, out of the backfield. You know, or run a bubble screen where you throw it out to Adams. He comes back towards the line, you know, gives the gives the, the reverse pitch to Dearness Johnson and have Quentin Flowers running the wheel route up the sideline. you got a running back who's thrown touchdown passes. Why nobody ever drew this up? 
How? 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 I don't understand. I don't understand if it was never even attempted. I think he lined up wide once in the bowl game, and it was a wildcat play, and I think went for a touchdown. I don't remember. But, um, yeah, I it will be hard-pressed to find anybody who will ever put up the numbers Quentin Flowers did, even close, for everything he did here. Passing the ball, running the ball, his ability to just get away from pressure, get out of the pocket when the pocket's collapsing, make people miss. It's incredible. So, you know, in the Texas Tech game, we played like shit in the first half, got it together in the second half. We scored a touchdown, uh, long touchdown pass to Scantling to take the lead. Texas Tech goes down, takes the lead again with a minute, like a minute 13, I think it was. And the only thing I'm thinking is, hey, man, you know, we had a minute and change against UCF and we were driving before the fumble. We could do this. Get a decent kick return. We can do this. Minute 13. Shit, that ain't nothing. We just got to get in a field goal. <laughs> right, range. yeah. You know, because at that we were only down three. We just got to get in the field goal range. That's We could do that. That's fine. That's nothing. Quentin Flowers, anything is possible. So in true Quentin Flowers fashion, he drives us right down the field. On a third and like eight or third and ten, he drops back. A little gap in the protection. He races through for like a 20-yard gain. Sets up a first and ten at the twenty-six. There was a strike to who else but Tyree McCants to take the lead. I mean, them dudes were ecstatic. Tyree McCants was in tears after the game. I don't know if you saw that. Uh-uh. When they, when they closed the game out, he was in tears on the sideline, dude. Tell me those kids don't care. So, I mean, it was just... It was... Close to how the UCF game ended up, although that game was pretty much electric from start to finish, and we just came up on the short end of the stick. This one was dull, dull for 30 minutes, and then they woke up in the second half, both teams, and uh, I mean, it was just a, a blazing finish. It was exciting. I was running around the house when Mike, when McCant scored that touchdown oh, and yeah. took the lead. I was running. It's funny because Heather had to run out to um, bring some cookies or something to the church for uh, Christmas service. And I mean, she was gone for 15 minutes and missed three touchdowns. Just back and forth. Bang, bang, bang. We scored on a big touchdown. Texas Tech goes all the way down and scores. We take, take the lead. She walked in right after the t- when they were kicking off. With 14 seconds left, or 16, or whatever it was. And she's like, oh, what a miss. And she looks at the score. She's like, wow, they scored a lot of points. I'm like, yeah, it's happened in like the last 10 minutes. <laughs> it's like, you've missed a crazy finish. McCann scored a touchdown. I jumped off the couch. I was running around the house. The kids are trying to catch up to me, trying to figure out what the hell is going <laughs> is on. Is there a fire? Right. They're all excited because I'm just running around the house doing the same thing McCants is doing. Just 
flailing the arms, all that shit. Woo, 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 touchdown, touchdown. And they're chasing after me, trying to get the shirt so that, you know, they can, I can throw them up in the air for touchdowns and trying to tackle me and just, oh man, it was exciting. So I, it was just a great way to end the season, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was kind of disappointing to be at the fucking Birmingham Bowl and not the Peach Bowl and not having played for a conference title. But, I mean, given given the hand we earned for ourselves, it was, a, it was an exciting way to end the season. And, you know, now we, we wait yep. for spring ball at least. Yep. We'll have to, I'll, we'll have to start digging out the times and stuff for that so we can make sure I budget because all the Under Armour stuff will be on sale. <laughs> yeah, well, they'll have, I think the fan, they'll probably do the same thing they did last year, have the Fan Fest in August with the uh, the gear sale beforehand, which now all the Under Armour stuff's going to be like cheap, cheap because they can't keep any of it. So, hell yeah. Yep, I'm going to have to budget for that. Maybe yeah, get myself but, out. A helmet. You know, it's it's just it's gonna be weird next season when we come out on offense and all new gear and we don't have to protect the house anymore. Well, not just that, but I mean we're we're not gonna have Quentin Flowers out there anymore. Yeah. You know? Like I we've watched him for three full seasons now, plus parts of the fourth and it's just uh, for the this class. That has brought us back from the dumpster fire that we were. It's going to be weird not seeing a lot of those guys out there having graduated over the last couple of years. It's going to be weird seeing a defensive line that doesn't have Deidre Snot in the middle fucking shit up. You know? Mm-hmm. Dietrich Nichols not out in the in the secondary lighting dudes up. But, you know, Taggart, Taggart stocked the shelves well. And Charlie Strong is also stocking the shelves well. So we're going to have playmakers. We're going to have playmakers on offense. We've got McCants coming back. We've got Darnell Solomon. Uh, Wilcox obviously coming back. We've got um, we've got a couple good young receivers that they'll get some more playing time. We've got a couple good young defensive players. A uh, couple freshmen that played in the season opener out of necessity when Sanat got ejected. They look good when they had to fill in, so we'll see how they do going forward, trying to fill Sonat's shoes. Running backs, we got uh, the Florida transfer, Jordan Cronkwright, who by all accounts uh, may have been the best running back on the roster, but he was just not eligible. He had to sit out last season, this past season, as a transfer, but uh, he'll probably end up being the starter next year with Trayvon Sands behind him, uh, the new Mac, Elijah Mac, behind them. So we'll see. You know, that's the one tough thing about college. You get these superstars. You only get them for a couple of years. Yeah, that's true. And you got you to gotta fill in new guys. You know, we had growthy. We only got growthy for a few years. And then obviously the way his season ended was less than ideal. But B.J. Daniels, the next two, I mean, we've been fortunate. When you think about it, to have Markel Blackwell, who put the put the the team, the school, the program on the map, yeah, and then 
you know, in a struggle for a couple years with Ronnie Banks and Padua Mist, and then we end up with Grothy, and we went straight from Grothy into BJ Daniels, and then we had to suffer for a year with Bobby Eveld and <laughs> Matt Floyd, and the next year with, with Mike White getting his ass beat behind a terrible offensive line, pass protection offensive line, and then Quinn Flowers. I mean, the worst we've done is two years of, of average to below average quarterback play between any pair of superstars. So hopefully that stays the case. Hopefully we roll this Quinn Flowers right into another superstar, whether it's Brett Keen, Chris Oladokun, Octavius Battle, whoever it is. We'll see. Hopefully Sterling Gilbert can pull his head out of his ass, call him plays. We'll see. But I think this will be the first year Gilbert's been at, at a place for a second year as an offensive coordinator. I mean, he was, a, I think, a quarterback coach at Tulsa. And then I think in a, he might have been their offensive coordinator. Went to Texas for one year with Strong before they all got canned. He's only been here one year. Maybe year two of his system will be electric. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see just how much Quentin Flowers covered up. So, dear's that. Yeah. Uh, hold on. Let me pull my thing back up. How about any other bowl games you want to mention? Uh, how about UCF giving Auburn the LD? Yeah. I was really torn about that game. <clears throat> I want the SEC, obviously, to lose all their bowl games because... All the time. I think they're overrated. Um, right. And so I was. I wanted Auburn to lose, but I didn't want UCF to win. Right. So I don't. I, I was really torn because, you know, the I was really annoyed every time they showed the crowd. Right. And I thought, God damn it, that should be us. Right. Every time they flipped up to the crowd and they showed some asshole wearing a UCF whatever, I was like, that shouldn't even be on TV right now. Right. That should be us. Yeah. Well, and then like people hammering on us for 1,100 tickets sold to Birmingham. And it's like every single one of us had expectations to be in Atlanta. Yep. At the beginning of the season. Not to mention. And it's the second straight year of Birmingham. And we've all been to Birmingham. Two days. It's two days before Christmas. Who the fuck wants to be in Birmingham and then have to race home for Christmas? You've been to Birmingham. I've been to Birmingham. It's a shithole. Sorry, Birmingham. Hemians. Birmingham. Don't like it. It, If it had been in Atlanta, we'd have been there. Yeah. And it was, what, New Year's Day? I would have spent New Year's Eve in Atlanta. Absolutely. It's not... Like Christmas is a family holiday. I'm going to be at at my parents' house for Christmas Eve. I don't want to be fucking driving back from Birmingham. We've done that once before. Who? We don't want to do that. No, we don't want to go back. So, whatever. But yeah, I mean, good on UCF. Listen, I know we're supposed to hate UCF. You know, most times I do. But I still have a lot of friends that went to UCF. So I don't. I can't completely like want to burn down the university. Nah. I was. I was okay. I was okay. And here's another reason I was okay with them beating Auburn. We played them better than Auburn did. 
there were large stretches of that game where Auburn could not move the ball. We hung 42 on that same defense with 650 yards of offense. In Auburn, I I think they got to maybe 400 on their last drive of the game, running no huddle, trying to get some desperation points. So, Shaquem Griffin, Shaquem Griffin murdered their entire offense. He blew up their offensive game plan by himself. Yep, he played out of his mind. Yeah, I mean, there were a few times where, like, the quarterback – Saw the protection breakdown on the left side, so he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to run out, and it looked clear. And then you realized within a second that it was Shaquem Griffin that was only a couple yards away. Hawked his ass down. So I just – I like that kid. I can't I can't hate that story. Um, And he and his twin brother were Tampa kids. So – It is what it is, man. Like, it sucks that the SEC's demise had to come to UCF instead of USF. Yep. But frankly, I feel confident that had we been there, we would have beat them. Yeah, I agree. And that's an Auburn team that that beat two of the four playoff teams. Yep, they were giant killers this year. Played within one point of another. So, I mean, it wasn't a bad Auburn team. They weren't highly overrated. They beat Georgia handily. They beat Bama pretty handily before losing to Georgia in the SEC title game. It was a pretty good Auburn team. And UCF, (laughs) for long stretches, gave them the business. At one point, it almost looked like they were going to run away with it before they let them back in the game. Yeah, there was a couple, I think it was a third quarter, where they had, like, uh, offsides, a targeting, and a pass interference all on, like, the same drive. Right. And I was like, oh, this is it. I was like, here it is. They're going to start running out of gas, and they're going to start making these stupid mistakes, and Auburn's going to make them pay. Well, and that was, I I think that one happened in the fourth quarter. Is that what it was? That was was when they were coming back. They were down two touchdowns, and they were coming back. And, oh, good. Now we're going to, this is where the SEC... Uh, refereeing comes in now because we're in Atlanta. Um, but they held him off. And there, to be fair, there was one play that they reviewed for targeting and overturned it. And when I was looking at the review, I'm like, I don't necessarily agree with it, but if I could see them sticking with a targeting call, this is it. I mean, it was pretty clear there was head-to-head contact. And they came back and st- overturned it. Is that no targeting? I'm like, you know what? I don't even know what targeting is anymore. <laughs> Not that I ever really knew, but I don't know anymore. I don't understand. You know what? I feel bad for the defenders because, you know, if a guy's going down, how low do you have to hit him to not hit his head? Right. And well, still and try and play... knock the ball loose. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was the play where the kid ended up get, it ended up getting overturned because the kid was making like a sliding catch or something in the end zone. And the defender was coming in, and I mean, there's, you're either hitting him or you're hitting the ground. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, but I've seen worse, worse examples called targeting. So this kid's as good as gone. And then they ended up overturning it, and I'm like, I don't, 
what I I don't know. I don't even know anymore. I don't know. I don't know what it is. What is it? But anyway, good on them. Uh, seeing that, I firmly believe that USF and UCF and Memphis and maybe to a lesser degree Houston on a good day and possibly Navy on a good day could hang with 90% of the SEC. Yeah. Would it be USF and UCF would have beat everybody in the SEC East short of Georgia and most of the SEC West. I'm comfortable saying that. Perfect. I'm losing you. Listen. um, Still there? Shit. Fucking. I lost you, Billy. Devin. You there? Billy. Hello, Devin. This is going to be a motherfucker to edit. (sighs) Oh, Skype updated. Oh, hi. Skype is so amazing. Hi. Skype is just so awesome. That updates updates. mid-conversation. Yeah, this this update is so super cool um, that it's made Skype uh, difficult to use for more than 20 minutes. Anyway, um... Anyway, back to the the AAC and SEC. Uh, Georgia would have been the only team in the East that would have, you could without question say, yeah, they probably beat everybody in the American Conference. Or at least more often than they lose to them. Um, Nobody else in the East. Tennessee, Vanderbilt, uh, Florida, South Carolina, we beat South Carolina last year. Yeah. So none of those teams. I don't worry about any of those teams in the East. Just Georgia. And I, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, yeah, Georgia's the SEC over there. Georgia's a pretty goddamn good team. They run the fucking ball better than anybody in the country. They got two bona fide top ten running backs. Um, SEC West. Bama, Auburn, yep. and then who else? Yep, the, LSU lost at home to fucking Troy. That's what I was, um, I was, you know, they only have like, the SEC only had like two teams ranked all year, or three, if you include, you they know. Got, listen, Mississippi State whipped the shit out of LSU, and Mississippi State launched up in the rankings. And then it turned out LSU wasn't really that good. Mississippi State started losing, and they started falling down. I'm convinced. I'm readily convinced that home field or neutral field, possibly even on the road, USF, UCF, Memphis would have beat Mississippi State, would have beat Ole Miss, probably would have beat LSU. I just don't – who else is in that? Oh, Missouri – in the East, they don't play fucking defense. They had a pretty good offense, but we would have we would have run up the fucking field on them. Um, Texas A and M, give me a fucking break. Lost at UCLA, who in turn lost to Memphis. There's three teams in the SEC that I would say I wouldn't feel good about my chances. Alabama, Auburn, and Georgia. 
And UCF beat Auburn head-to-head more convincingly than they beat us. So I like our chances even there. I'd put them at 50-50. I... Yeah, I, um, I'm a little sad that it's going to be a title game with the SEC versus the SEC. Yeah. You know, because those jerk-offs aren't going to be able to be quiet about it. Well, in Alabama, if we're being fair, if we just took resume and not name brand, shouldn't have been in the field. Just shouldn't have been. Frankly, in my opinion. Who did they beat? Yeah. Who did they beat to get there? Who? Mississippi State? Ended up wildly overranked. Fresno State, I guess you could say, won the Mountain West. <laughs> Mountain West. But at the time, they weren't shit. They won, fuck, like two games the year before, three games, something like that. Who'd they beat? They beat Florida State, who struggled, had to reschedule a cream puff to get to 6-6 six and six to go to a bowl game that it turned out they probably weren't eligible for in the first place. Who did they beat? Tell me who they beat. LSU? LSU lost to Troy in their own house. And not just lost, but were physically pushed around by fucking Troy. Okay? Not USC Trojans. Not those Trojans. The Troy Trojans. (laughs) Okay? And it wasn't neutral field or in Troy's home stadium, because God forbid, SEC team's not doing that. It was in Death Valley. One of the most... Difficult places to play at night. And they got their ass beat. They got a late touchdown that made it look better than it was. With five minutes left in the game, they were down two touchdowns to fucking Troy in their own house. So who else? Who else did Bama beat? Tennessee? Tennessee didn't win a conference game all year. (laughs) Who else? They, they, They lost to Auburn. And pretty convincingly. Yep, they didn't even play in the title game. I mean, come on. If they weren't Alabama, if they didn't start out the season number one or number two, I don't remember, I think it was number one, because they've played in the last two national title games, are we taking their resume and going, yeah, I know they lost the last game they played pretty convincingly, but we'll put them in. Even though they didn't play in the conference title game, we'll put them in. And notice they made them the, I believe, three and four seed so that they couldn't play each other in the first round. So now the ESPN talking heads can rail and rail and rail on the storyline of Kirby Smart uh, taking on his mentor, Nick Saban whom he was a coordinator for for several years. That's what we're going to hear. Kirby Smart and Nick Saban. Blah, 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 blah. You're going to hear that more than you hear Georgia versus Alabama. So they got their storyline. Yay, ESPN. (laughs) Go team. Yep. Um, Did you see that uh, Orlando was planning a national title uh, parade for Central Florida? Nice. Do it up. Yep. I hate them so much. Do it up. Who's who's say they're not? Mm, I don't think they were the even the top four in the country. 
So I don't know that they deserve a national title. Nobody's beat them. And they barely beat South Florida. Yeah. And South Florida went to the Birmingham Bowl, played a 6-6 six and six team. 6-6 six and six fucking Texas Tech. Yep. Oh, and those fuckers were so smug about it, too. They struggled. They had to beat Texas in their season finale to get into bowl eligibility. And then, oh, they were awarded with just some shithole AAC team. And some fuckface writer had the, had the stones to say that because their linebackers uh, shadowed Texas's quarterback pretty well when he was uh, on rollout plays, that they would have no problem containing Quentin Flowers. Like, listen, listen here, fuckface. Sam Ellinger, I think it's Sam. I don't even know the kid's first name because who gives a flying fuck? Ellinger for Texas, pretty good quarterback for a freshman. He's got some stones. I watched a USC-Texas game and came away impressed. But to put him on fucking Quentin Flowers' level, not just as a quarterback, as a runner, you're out of your fucking mind. To think, oh, well, they they did a pretty good job staying on, staying on him on rollout plays. Er, not even close to trying to contain one of the most slippery players in football. Give me a fucking break. How'd it work out for him? Oh, let me tell you how it worked out. Uh, 400 yards total in five touchdowns. So take that, <laughs> you smug motherfuckers. That's what I love. That's what I love seeing from these P5 teams that have to play us. And they're like, oh, oh, we get to play South Florida. At least South Carolina, their football program has a history of such mediocrity that they were like, I'm actually nervous about playing these guys. I saw saw their fans on Reddit. They were actually legitimately nervous about playing Quinn Flowers and Marlon Mack and Rodney Adams and all them dudes. Non-Texas Tech, oh, they're above it. Well, they're below us now. So have that. Take your fucking tortillas and shove them up your ass. Yep. I love it. Uh, let's see. That's I think that's all I got for college sports. Yeah, I think that's enough college. Longo got moved. Yeah. I didn't really see that coming. I didn't either. I didn't want to say someone talked to him like recent, just in like the last month or two about like if someone came to you from the organization and said hey we're thinking about trading you would you be open to it and he was like you know I don't want to leave I want to be here forever but if that's the way the franchise felt they had to move on and would make the team better then I guess so be it and sure enough they traded him for prospects I it's just weird it's another one of those guys like Quinn Flowers he's the face Yep. He's the face of the team. I mean, you, the Rays have only had a short period of relevance. And he's been there the entire time. 08 was his rookie year, the year they went to the World Series. Every good thing that has happened with the Rays has been on his watch. Been, been with Lago. Other than Wade Boggs getting his 3,000th hit in the twilight of his career. With Tampa Bay. 
So, I mean, he's been the face. He's been the face of the franchise. Now, he's, you thought you had problems selling tickets before? Yeah. Try to, try selling tickets when you've sold off the face of the franchise. You think the average fan gives a shit that you got one of the Giants' best prospects? You think they give a shit that now you've, you've got this stud AAA player? No. The average fan doesn't give a flying fuck. Where's Longo? Why why is my girlfriend's Longoria jersey no longer valid? Yep. All those number three t-shirts. I just don't. I mean, I get that he was kind of on the downside of his career. But. Yeah, but he was a, man, he was a franchise on. guy. Yeah. You really got to keep him That's, around. Right. Right. At least for leadership. And, you know, they got a deal on him, to be honest with you, because, you know, they signed his long-term deal after, like, year number one. But not even after year number one. He was with the big league team for a month. Yeah. And they signed him to, like, a... For a 10-year you know, deal. Eight, eight or nine-year deal for, you know, like, six million a year. Yeah. For that first contract. And he was smart enough and to then, sign it. Right. So, he can, you know, because it... Yeah, if he ends up being a superstar like they expect, it's a steal. But if he ends up blown out a knee, he's guaranteed money for the next still getting paid however many years. So then that contract comes up. We signed a ten-year deal worth like what ten, fifteen million a year. I mean, I get shedding payroll, kind of. Mm-hmm. But what, how much do you do you make up by trading off the fran- face of your franchise? Maybe he knew they were going to move. You know what I mean? And just didn't want to be a part know. of it anymore. I don't know. And see, I don't. I don't think he had he had any interest in leaving. Though is the thing leaving the franchise. I don't think this is is anything where he was like, "Hey, yeah, go ahead and move me, guys." I I don't want to say that he was blindsided by it because I don't think he was. But how could anybody expect that? When I got that text, I was like, wait, what? Like, I know we've thrown out the possibilities. Local radio guys have thrown out the possibilities of it. But you don't take it seriously. They're not going to trade Longo. He's the face of the franchise. He's done everything good that's ever happened to the franchise. Yeah. Helped helped lead the team to the World Series in 08 as a rookie. The 2011 season finale, game 162, hit the home run over the short wall and left to put the Rays in the playoffs. Yep. Everything good that has happened with the Rays has happened under Longoria's watch. I think that bat is in the um, Hall of Fame, right? Probably. The bat that he used for that one. That's a big deal. I could see that. So, that is just bizarre. I didn't see it coming. Maybe I should have. I mean, I'm I'm a big loyalty guy. I like to see guys play for their franchise and, you know, granted they're good enough. Yep. Play their career there. I don't I don't like seeing guys traded off at the end of their career after spending 10, 15 years with a team or being forced out and having to play. Emmitt Smith playing as an Arizona Cardinal didn't make sense. It was ugly. It was awful to watch. And not just because 
he was in the twilight of his career and wasn't the same player. He could have gone there in his prime and it would have felt wrong. Yep. You know, like, it, it just, no. It would be like Derek Jeter leaving at, at the end of his career to play a season or two with somebody else. But Joe Montana went to the Chiefs. Yep, Joe Montana. You know, I mean, <clears throat> the, the bar is there. It's it's obviously it's not uncommon, but I just I'm one of those guys. I'd like to see a guy, if he's that good, start with his franchise and stay with that franchise. Dwayne Wade going to the Bulls hurt, man. Yeah. And now he's with the Cavs. Oh, who didn't see that coming? I just don't. It's like when Kobe Bryant had big, big, large money contracts to leave the Lakers. It would have felt weird to see Kobe Bryant play out his last two or three years with anybody but the Lakers. It's just wrong. It's gross. It just don't make sense. So I would have loved to see Longo retire as a Ray. And he would have been one of the few guys ever that was willing to take a little bit less to stay with this particular franchise that can't draw fans to the stadium. Don't keep any kind of payroll. When it starts to come up again, trade people off for prospects. Hard to stay competitive on a year-in, year-out basis. He wanted to be here. He legitimately loved the area, loved the team, loved the franchise. And now he's gone. Good luck landing another guy like that. Yep. It's like Levitt. USF is forever going to be... A stepping stone until we get into a bigger conference. We chased off the one guy that would have stayed forever. So good luck. Good luck keeping a franchise player for more than four years, five years. Well, there could be hope, though. I read um, John Gruden might be going back to Oakland. Yeah, that's weird. That whole situation the is, is bizarre. Did I lose you, Billy? And there goes Skype again. Oh my God! It's gonna Bing be so bong, hard. Bing bong, reconnecting. Edit this thing. Reconnecting because yep. Skype is terrible. Yep. Have, hey, have fun editing this one, pal. Oh, I'm leaving them in, and then I'm gonna tag Skype in this shit. <laughs> nice. We didn't have these fucking problems before Skype. Um, oh, here, here's an update for you. Enjoy. <laughs> I read that Gruden might be going back to Oakland. Yeah, and it's bizarre. With it's bizarre. with an ownership stake. That's I don't get. Hey, first of all. First of all. <laughs> first of all. They fired Jack Del Rio, who brought them back to prominence, okay? Yep. Like I get they've they've rolled through coaches under Al Davis and now the Davis son with somehow a worse haircut. I digress. Jack Del Rio put him back in the playoffs for the first time since they lost the Super Bowl. Okay? So they've had an off year. Okay. Shit happens. It's the NFL. It's hard to sit at the top of the mountain every year. So as soon as they said, oh, they fired, as soon as I got the alert that he was fired, 
thought something's up. You don't just fire the guy that brought you to the playoffs, won the division, the AFC West, which was loaded last year, by the way. You don't just fire that guy after one subpar season. Something's up. And I thought it, they couldn't possibly be going to bring back Gruden, could they? Like, who else, who, who else would you have in mind? Clearly they fired him because they had somebody in mind. Who else would it be? There's nobody else. There's no no groundbreaking people available except John Gruden, who allegedly the Bucks tried to talk into coming back. I saw that too. But turned them down. I don't... The guy's been out of football for, what, 10 years now? He's been doing, doing play-by-play for the last several years. I get that he... he he was there building the team that got to the Super Bowl and arguably should have been to back, probably back-to-back Super Bowls but got jobbed by the tuck rule. <laughs> I just don't. And you know what? Have fun with that. Frankly, have fun with that. What did he do with the Bucks? He won a Super Bowl with Dungy's team, which people like to ignore. That defense was a driving force. I saw somebody post on Twitter, had a whole thread about it on Twitter. That offense was never better than 18th in the league. All that offense did was take care of the football and the occasional splash play and let that defense do its thing. Kept, he stayed hands-off with Monty Kiffin because why would you fuck with what's working? You had Simeon Rice and Warren Sapp on the defensive line fucking everybody up. Derek Brooks leading... A great linebacking core. You had John Lynch and Rondé Barber leading a great secondary. All you had to do was get the fuck out of the way. You had four surefire Hall of Famers with Lynch and Sapp and Barber and Brooks and a borderline Hall of Famer in Simeon Rice. All on one side of the ball. Yep. In their in their prime. This isn't just like the Redskins signing Bruce Smith at the end of his career from the Buffalo Bills. These guys were in their prime. In their prime. Let the defense do the thing and then get to the Super Bowl where the dumb fuck other head coach didn't change any of their signals. Any of their hotkeys. So when they get to the line and call an audible, the defense knows what's coming. What else has Gruden done? He's never developed a quarterback, a young quarterback, so good luck, Derek Carr. He's not a defensive guy, so he's not going to fix their defensive problems. He's mediocre. Tampa Bay celebrated him because he brought a Super Bowl to the Bay. Yep. After several years of coming up just short with Tony Dungy. So it just doesn't in in not just to fire a quality head coach, fairly successful head coach, in favor of bring this guy on, but to offer him an ownership. Oh, stake? I lost you again. Oh, Are you leaving oh, Skype? Just us talking over each other. Skypey, Skypey, Skypey. Hello. I'm going to look up jokes for the next time. Yes, hi. 
Hey, Devin. Hey. Hi. How are you? Yeah. So, welcome Skype back to the BDSM is, show. <laughs> right. Skype is being super shitty. I'm sorry, everybody that's listening, but I want you to know that this is Skype. This isn't even an internet thing. Internet's fine. Um. So yeah, the the part of it that doesn't make sense is these dumb fucks offering him an ownership stake, other than chasing off a quality head coach, fairly successful head coach for a guy who hasn't been in the league for like ten years now, and other than one Super Bowl year was largely mediocre and didn't accomplish shit outs. I don't. I don't understand. I don't. It's the Raiders being the Raiders. And that's why they're going to go another fucking 16 years without a playoff berth. Yeah, but at least John Gruden will own a piece of a franchise. Yeah, it's just fucking weird. That's the most bizarre part. Why you... I don't understand. Maybe that's why the Bucks couldn't bring it back. Because the Glazers weren't giving up a piece of that sweet pie. Yep. And that's what it's uh, going to take for a team like Cleveland to get their shit together. Is they're just going to have to give away part of an ownership stake in the, in the, in the team. Yeah, I don't know. Cleveland's just... Cleveland's a whole different other animal. That place is cursed. So. Uh, we got time for movies? I'm at I'm at almost 90 minutes. Yeah. I mean, we could. We can keep it to like 15 minutes a piece. We knew it was going to be long. We haven't talked in like three weeks. Yeah, but two hours long? Yeah, hey, why not? We got the time saved up. Yeah, right. <laughs> So, you want to talk movies? You want to go ahead and do it? Let's do it. Let's uh, let's move on. Uh, starting from this point going forward, we are spoiling the fuck out of Star Wars, and we're spoiling the fuck out of Ju- Jumanji. So, if you haven't seen those and you don't want them spoiled, uh, go ahead and tune out. We'll, we'll give you five seconds. We'll see you next. Five, week. four, three, two, one. Okay. So, Star Wars. Let's go. Yeah, that was a quick five. <laughs> um, I liked it. Okay, su- what'd you like about it? I liked uh, my favorite scene or the favorite theme. Um, I liked that it didn't go the way I thought it was going to go. Right. Um, <clears throat> I liked. Um, I liked the throne room battle, the the brawl in the throne room. Yes, my favorite scene was the was that brawl. Of course, uh, space battles were fun. Okay, and you know, I kind of like that they left us on. You know, like on the other two, the middle, the middle movie left you on a down note, and this one didn't really feel like it left us. I mean, they wanted you to feel like you were down at the end of this one, right? But it really didn't seem blue. You know what I mean? Right. So, what'd you like about it? I also liked the throne room battle. I thought it was well done. I liked the connection between Ray and Kylo Ren. Yeah, that was fun. I thought that was... There was like they were talking um, on the phone. It was great. Yeah, it was different. <clears throat> because, like, Luke and Leia were always connected, but they could always just, like, feel each other. More like you a, know, like, like an emotional, like oh, I bet Luke's upset right now, right? Like if something happened to Luke, Leia felt it. Like when Luke was hanging out of the fucking Sky Palace, Leia was like, "Hey, we got to go back." Yep. 
this was entirely different. Like they were carrying on a conversation. Like they were in the same room. And they touched each other. Hey, what are you doing? Uh, you know, nothing. Just working out. Took my shirt off. What are you doing? Right. I'm sitting in this hut. Right. And like when she was reaching out for him, he's reaching out for her. And they touched each other somehow. Yep. So that was cool. I like that they've, they've, they're sticking with Kylo Ren being tormented. He doesn't know which way to go. He's conflicted. And he's, he's heavily conflicted because he knows like he wasn't the evil person that carried out the attack on Luke and all the other trainees. Yep. Like Luke came at him. He was kind of def- and defending obviously, himself. Right, and you know, part of that was misunderstanding because Luke oh had God. a moment of weakness, but this then stopped himself. Or Skype. Skype did it again. Woo! Go Skype. Oh my God. Devin. Yep. Hey, is it hi. updating? Is it, is it is it telling you that? No, no. It's just it's been like this since the last update. That's incredible. This wasn't it wasn't like this before. <laughs> So, let's blast through it before it can fuck with us again. Yeah, right. So, um, yeah, I mean, like we said, it 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 was kind of a misunderstanding. Luke had a moment of weakness and didn't just didn't have a chance to put his lightsaber away before Kylo Ren came to. And then Kylo Ren was defending himself, so he knows he's not an evil piece of shit. And I like that he was very aware that he needed Ray at his side for stability. Like, I don't think when he offered her a spot by his side, he was like, Hey, let's go fuck up the galaxy together. Yeah, I agree. He legit, he legitimately wanted to balance things out. I do believe that. But then when she was like, uh, no, I can't do that. No, for realsies. No way. He lost his shit. He killed. Nope. Yes. With, that was fantastic. You know, like... But, I mean, you saw it coming. Yeah. But I, I didn't think they were going to kill him off in this movie. Like, you know, now they don't have, like... Kylo is obviously not a supreme evil. Right. And so they don't have an ultimate baddie anymore, really. Right. Unless uh, Admiral Hux or General Hux or whatever the fuck he is. Yeah, but he's no match Unless for he's Jedi. Some, no, he's not, but they unless they come up with some twisted fuck way of making that happen, who knows? But um I I enjoy you kinda of saw that coming though, like when he was choking out Ray. Yeah. And then had her kneel before him and he was like, Oh yeah, now do it. Oh, I can feel you turning on the lightsaber. Yep. And I'm like, we all knew what was coming at that point. Yep. The fight itself was badass. The only other thing I could think of is maybe Snoke isn't dead and that he was also using a force projection. I don't know. Didn't He looked like he was pretty there in two pieces. I mean, so did Luke, right? I mean, spoiler alert. Yeah, but, yeah, but it just passed through him and he was still there. He was still standing there. Maybe, but maybe Snoke force projected himself getting cut in half. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I I don't see that happening. I don't know. I just can't believe they killed him off in the second movie. You know, of the three. Yeah, 
Yeah, I didn't think it was going to come that quick. I didn't either. Until they were until they were in the room together and I was like, "Oh yeah, he's dying." Um, I was very in the middle of the road on this on this movie because in talking to a coworker, he brought up a point um in a discussion he had with somebody else about it and that I think kind of sticks. The good stuff was really really good. That battle in Snoke's room was incredible. It was fun, action-packed. The visuals were fantastic. It was amazing. The bad stuff was really bad. <laughs> the Leia getting blasted into space and then waking up in space and then just like force gliding herself back into the bridge. Yeah, I hated that. It was it was cheesy. It was absolutely the worst part of the whole movie. It was not it did, visually it was awful. It was just like and I I the thing that I think does it for most people with that scene is that everybody knows that Carrie Fisher's dead now. Everybody knows it. And so everybody thought that's the perfect place. This is it. It's perfect. Just let her die. You know. She she reached out to her son, fucked with his consciousness. One of the other baddies stepped in, blew up the, the bridge, and that's it. That's the, Now Kylo Ren is conflicted again because his mom reached out to him. He couldn't pull the trigger, and someone else did. But no, they had to rope her back in with some weird force shit. All of the old cast that is alive has been killed off in the movie. Right. The only person from the old cast that is alive in the movie is dead in real life. Right. That doesn't compute. I don't know. Someone else said, too, we haven't seen Lando Calrissian. I thought we'd see him in so. the, Why they didn't have a Lando cameo in that fucking casino blows my mind. I agree completely. I mean, but, and Billy, here's, Billy D's not going to show up for one day to play some cards in the background. Come on. Right. Right. And then I just, that whole casino thing is a sticking point for a lot of people. No, we could have done and without I, that, whole, that whole act. And, well, and I, to play devil's advocate on the other side, I saw someone uh, write up a, a Twitter thread. I don't know what significance this guy has, but he took the time to write it out, and someone quoted it on Reddit. But that whole stretch... <clears throat> was kind of the long-winded roundabout way of pushing Finn from just being concerned about his and Ray's well-being. Because it, from the point of when they went to the, the Starkiller base in the last movie, all he's been concerned about is making sure that Ray is okay. And the whole reason he wants to get on and destroy this tracker so they can get away is so that Ray doesn't come back to a complete shit show. And so they said this this side mission thing was that storyline was to bring him around from just being concerned with his and Ray's well being to being concerned about the greater good. And so like they're showing him these kids that are left in terrible conditions and basically slaves. And that the the rebellion has a way of being a ray of hope for them. 
And so that's what starts to turn him towards actually giving a shit about the resistance instead of just his health and Ray's health. I think he could have found a way to do it that doesn't have a gigantic plot hole. <laughs> like, why the general commandeering the ship wouldn't tell her best pilot that there is actually a fucking plan? Yes, that blew my mind. And instead leave him in the dark? So, leaving him to think that you're just going to float out in space. So he goes and does something fucking stupid that resulted in then almost the entire rebellion being killed off. He had to force a mutiny because they he thought they were literally doing nothing. Right. He thought they were just going to run out of gas and the Empire would catch him and blow him up. And this was all going to happen within like six hours. Right. So they go off. They send Finn and Rose off on this this mission. To find the code breaker. They come back with a knockoff code with breaker. Benicio Del Torres, which I, who I totally didn't realize was in the movie. I fucking loved it. I loved this guy. Someone else mentioned that like it was immersion breaking for them to see like that big a name in a role. I thought he killed him. Oh, I love it. I, I loved, loved it. it. Yep. Um, he nails those quirky roles like that. So they go and get this knockoff code breaker who eventually breaks when pressed by the first order. Sells out the resistance, and they just start picking them off, and their escape pods, one by one, just picked off, because you didn't tell your ace pilot, who was he a general for this movie? He was a commander and got moved down to captain commander. or something like that. That's what it was. He was he was uh, commander Poe, whatever. And he got demoted for his um, attack on the dreadnought. Right, which was hilarious when he called when he you know called him on the radio or whatever. Yes, he was like, "Oh yeah, Hux yeah. with an H, kind of tall, pasty." Yeah. Can you guys hear me? I don't, yeah. I don't know if this is going through. Right. So I it just there seemed to be some fairly large plot holes. Um, Luke, I don't, I don't. I don't know how to feel like it was kind of quirky, but it seemed kind of forced quirky. His whole deal on the Island. Yeah. The drinking, the drinking, the fucking milk thing was disgusting. Straight off the teat. Yeah. Couldn't, I couldn't really, I could done without that. I too. can't even, can't even with that. And the whole suspense thing with her handing out, holding out the, the lightsaber at the beginning. I knew he was going to take it and fucking throw it. I knew it. I knew it. It was just, it was set up that way. So, I, I mean, overall, I didn't think it was bad. I thought it was pretty decent, but I'm not in the camp of people that are like, oh, yeah, best Star Wars ever. I hated when she went in the seaweed hole later in the movie and yes. there was nothing. Like, the dark side had nothing for her. Right. How is that even possible? Right. It literally gave her nothing. She walked in there and she's like, meh and walked out yeah that's supposed to be where like the dark side is yeah, like hey remember when luke went and did the hole with yoda you know and there was like there was vader and then he cut his head off and it was his own head in the mask and it was like you know some right. crazy shit in there showed you the perils of the dark side and all that stuff and she went in there and got funhouse mirror that's awesome right <laughs> that's the best way to put it too i don't 
And then they like they tease like, oh, we're about to show you who her parents are. Nope. And then they never give it to you. And then you just get some fucking line in passing where Kylo Ren's like, yeah, your parents were nobody. And if they that's even you off for true, food. right? You don't even know if that's true. You know, maybe he was just trying to piss her off. Right. So I don't. I don't. There. There were some very big issues. But I don't think they were so bad that, like, I've seen people go, oh, yeah, they were borderline prequel bad. No, not that bad. I don't know. They're Phantom Menace, no. They, they're just not. You know, and I think the other, the other part that people don't, like, super fan who is in love with the movies that was, like, in 1977, 79, and whatever, 81, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't like this movie. But I don't think that Disney made this movie for them. No, this was for the newer right. crowd. This movie was for the next generation of Star Wars nerds that they have to hook in order to continue to print money the way that they're doing. Right. Um, so I think that was also maybe some of the pushback was like, you know, the cute droids and the cute animals and the cheeky lines that just weren't in the original series, you know? Right. Um, people complained that they thought that Luke was a fallen character, like uh, that his... His moment of weakness against Kylo was, you know, was not in his character. And I say nay. Uh, the whole Skywalker line is 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 fallen. You know right. what I mean? Well, and that's. I mean, look at the the other the other Jedi. Um, ben Kenobi goes off to a desert yeah. and kind of mentors a young possible Jedi and fades into oblivion. Let's himself be, you know, force ghosted. And uh, Yoda goes off to the swamp in Dagobah. And that's where he lives as a fucking hermit <laughs> yep. and dies off there. Yep. So I, this is kind of what it is. They, he, this whole, the end of this was him learning from his mentors. Yep. That, like, okay, yeah. We've done some shitty things, but that doesn't have to be it. And he finishes things off on a positive note and fades himself out, fades to black. So I didn't have a huge problem with the way Luke's story turned. I just, the whole hermit thing just seemed weird. Like it was, it was quirky, but it, it almost seemed borderline forced quirky. Yeah. Yeah, but it was too. You know. It was too Yoda y. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I mean, that's like I said. I don't. I don't think it was best Star Wars ever. Like some have said. I also don't think it was close to prequel bad. Like some have said. I also thought I'm in the middle of the road. They missed a great opportunity instead of using those big dumb horses to throw in some pod racers and and kind of make fun of. Of the the first, you know, the, um, I don't know, whatever the first Phantom Menace was. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they really had a, a great opportunity to poke a little fun at that movie. Right. And, you know, really be endearing. So, I thought that was dumb, too. Sure. I think Benicio Del Torres comes back in the next movie. That would be kind of well, neat. I think, you know, because the Rebellion is much smaller now. Right. Um, they're going to need new equipment. Right. And I think that's going to be one of those, like, where can we find this ABC next-gen ship? 
And Finn will be like, you know, I know a guy. You sure. know what I mean? I could see that. So if he's got the guy's number, yeah, yeah. calling card, whatever. Yeah. I know a guy. This is the ship that he had. Let's go find it. Right. Put some feelers out. You know, me and Poe and uh, Ray can go on a little undercover mission here in the Falcon. You guys wait here in the clubhouse. We'll be back. Right. So I think we see I think we see Benicio again in the next one. Sure. I could see curious that. to see who the ultimate bad guy is going to be because I still don't think it's going to be Kylo. I don't think he's bad. Right. So. I don't know. That's a great question. Finn stayed awake for the whole movie. I was impressed. He didn't even nice. use the bathroom during the movie. Awesome. Yeah, it was a long movie. Like right when they start like that stupid like Volvo commercial. I was I got I got him and I was like, "Let's go." And he's like, "Where are we going?" I'm like, "We're going to the bathroom right now." Right. You know what I mean? I was like, we're just going to miss like this crappy Volvo commercial and the next stupid Coke commercial. Right. Yeah, we hit the head before we left the house, and then we got there, got our tickets, went and hit the head again. <laughs> yep. Got our concessions and went in. He's like, I don't have to pee. And I'm like, yes, you do. Yeah. I was like, listen, pal, I know out. you just went to the bathroom like a half hour ago, but we're going to go try again. I was like, we're making sure that bladder is empty. Yep. That's what we did. So then we get we get the large fruit punch or large lemonade. I don't remember what we got. Large drink. And so he's going up for a sip. And I'm like, all right, for every sip he takes, I need to take like six gulps. <laughs> Try to kill it. So like he's not sipping down because he was every few minutes at first. He was like a sip, mm, another sip. <laughs> and I'm like, I, he's not down in this whole drink or we're not making it through this movie. Nope. So he'd take a sip and I'm like, <laughs> No, Finn did better than you most don't get of the anything. adults on my row. Fucking small bladder bastards. Yeah. Yeah. So I I think it was right around when they were bringing Ray up to Snoke that he was like, he was starting to get restless. Because by that time, we're already fucking almost two hours in. Yeah, I was going to say you're 90 minutes in there. And then that, that fight ends, and I'm thinking, okay, we got a little bit left, pal. And, and because he was getting anxious because he knew we were going to the GameStop afterwards to spend Christmas money. And so, like, at that point, once that was done, he was like, Daddy, I just want to get my new game. And I'm like, all right, man, we got a little bit left in this movie. And then it turns out there's, like, another half hour, 45 minutes. And then it's like they go to the last planet to, for their last stand or whatever. I'm like, oh, yes, this part was in the trailers with the little speeders with the red yep. dust. And so, the guy who licks the sand and is like, nope, it's salt. Just for everybody yeah, who's wondering. Who fucking does that. Like, oh, yeah, that could be your dude bleeding down his leg. But, oh, yeah, let me lick it. Weird. <laughs> But, yeah, the, the Porg things, very clearly just for kids. Yep. Um, Same thing. We've had a few friends call it out. Uh, Oscar called it pretty early on that it was just going to be to market kids. And, oh, yeah, Daddy, now I want a Porg for Christmas. Thankfully, Bub never said that. But he saw him in the store earlier today and was like, hey, it's the thing that was trying to be like Chewy. Yep. It was adorable uh, when Chewy was trying to eat one and they were all staring at him. Yeah, I was just like, that was great, bro. You uh, you already killed it. You might as well just eat it, right? And they're looking. I'm like, hey, is that my friend? Are you 
you you're gonna eat my friend can you eat my friend while i'm watching you go ahead (laughs) eat it (laughs) yeah no they weren't as bad as i thought they were gonna be they didn't beat you over the head with them yeah but you know such is life overall i'd probably give it like a six really out of ten i'd go for seven yeah, I just, the whole Leia thing was enough to, like, knock. I almost, like, said out loud in the theater, had I not had my darling five-year-old impressionable son with me, I almost said, thought out loud, are you fucking kidding yeah, me? Yeah, it was dumb. I, it was, The like, force flying was way so bad. I mean, really, you're right. Like, the f- effects just looked bad. Like, I get that her clothes aren't going to move in space because there's no air, but it still looked so dumb. Right. It was awful. That part was awful. Like, like my buddy works that the bad stuff was, like, really bad. And that was really bad. Just write her off. Write her off there. Reshoot a couple scenes without her. Move on with life. Want to talk a little Jumanji? Yeah, a little bit. I don't think we have uh, not, necessarily like 25 minutes on it. No, but yeah. there's not too much to spoil on that one. You know how it ends. <laughs> right. They all survive. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, the even the even the kid who's been stuck in the game for 20 years survived. Right. Just like Alan Parrish. So here's the, here's the idea. Um, the The board game evolved into a video game in order to ensnare the next generation of uh of players right right so one kid plays it gets sucked in he's gone for 20 years so these next uh the next motley crew gets detention they're cleaning out the school the game's in the basement they fire it up they get sucked in right the nerd turns into the rock naturally the jack turns into kevin hart naturally the shy girl turns into the hot girl and right. the hot girl turns into Jack Black. Right. The only thing that would have made that better if is, is if it was fucking Rob Schneider. Dude, Jack Black should, might get an Oscar. <laughs> it was amazing. He, he was funny as he shit. He stole the show as far as I'm concerned. Talking like a fucking valley girl I and all that stuff. It was even great. Even with this place, it was so good. I mean, here's the thing with Jack Black. When Jack Black is the lead guy, the movie's usually not great. When Jack Black is the supporting character, like oh I don't know Tropic Thunder, yes, it he's incredible. Saving he steals the show. Saving Silverman, yeah, yep. He was he was great. He was great he really was like I want to say he, he was the best out of the four of the main characters. He was my favorite. I agree. Easily my favorite. The the Rock did a pretty good job of selling the um, the nerd, the timid nerd yep. buff guy look. Please don't cry. Please don't cry. Please don't cry. Right. I liked when he looked down at his arm. He's like, you see the size of that thing? The scene where Jack Black is like, you guys, I need some help. I got to pee. Oh, yeah. That was great. How does it work? You just unzip, pull it out, and aim. Kevin Hart's like, well, you haven't looked at it yet? She's like, no. He's like, I was here 20 seconds. I already looked at mine. (laughs) <laughs> I'm happy to report yep. that there's at least one thing I brought into this game with me. 
But it was just it, the whole thing was was funny the way they did the pee thing, and she's like, "This is so much fun. This is so this cool. This is so much easier. You're right." And then when she gives her crush the hug and the rock and Kevin Hart are like, "Uh, you got a situation there," and she's like, "It really does have a mind of its own." <laughs> <laughs> yes. The Jonas brother I didn't really see coming. Mm-hmm. I was I was like, hey, that's a Jonas brother. <laughs> okay, let's just roll with it. But um, yeah, Kevin Hart was fine. I liked that his his weakness was cake, and then like he ate one bite of cake and exploded, and then at the end, he was talking to the Jonas brother. I don't remember what he said his strength was or whatever, and he's like, yeah, my weakness. He's like, I eat cake, I blow up. Yep. <laughs> a defanged a snake. It's so matter of fact, uh, that cake makes me blow up. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it was. I I, thought, I had kind of middling expectations for it because it's a, not like a remake or necessarily a straight sequel, but something like that—a remade sequel kind of deal. I didn't have high expectations for it, but I was pleasantly surprised. I would have liked to see a better boss fight. Yeah. The boss was weird. That whole thing was weird. Yeah. I I don't know that that guy is necessarily the greatest as the evil guy. Yep, I agree. And maybe it's just the way they cast or they wrote the character. I don't know. Because he's pretty good in other stuff, but I wasn't... It was creepy um, when he talked into the one guy's ear and the bug went in his ear, but other than that, really didn't... Wasn't buying it. Why? Why didn't he lose his powers when they stole the gem from him? I didn't understand that either. But, you know, other than that, I... I wasn't looking for a huge, great Oscar-winning plot with it, so I was pretty, pretty, pretty pleasantly surprised with the movie overall. Yep, Finn liked it. It'll probably be one I pick up on Blu-ray or digital or whatever when it comes out. Right. Speaking of, dude, did you see the movie Anywhere update? Um. The movie anywhere. Do you talk about the app? Yeah, dude. You can now link iTunes, Google, everything. Play, oh Voodoo, yeah, you can link them all together. It's great. Yeah, it was badass. It's great. Yeah. So if you haven't done that, check it out. The movies anywhere app will allow you to sync all of your movies. Yes. to one place. It's got all the studios now. Fox, yep. Warner um, Brothers, Warner Brothers. Yep. So I got obviously Marvel slash Disney. I got all my Warner Brothers movies on iTunes now, and I got. All, you know the ones that came with the DVDs, all the right. all the um, uh, Lego DC Justice League stuff is all on iTunes now. So pretty yep. awesome. Hell yeah! So just gives me more reason to grab the three pack of Blu-ray, DVD, and digital. Yep. I don't even bother with the DVD. If I see the Blu-ray and digital, I'd get that one. I don't even bother with DVD anymore. Yeah, but I mean, when like you get it yeah, on, like I know it's re- like basically week. free. And it's on sale for 20 bucks. You, you can't beat that. The DVD, whatever, it doesn't fucking matter. But the Blu-ray itself, 
is only going to be like 18 Gen- so you're paying two dollars for digital channel put the the dvd in and finn will be like what's this right he knows there's he a, can tell there's a very clear visual difference yep. like trolls or something like that where we have like both copies and he's like nope he's like if he sees it in his like xbox 360 he's like this isn't the one i want to watch Right, get this the fuck out of my room, Mom. He knows He knows it needs to go on the PlayStation to look good. <laughs> Love it. So, anyway, that's uh, that's our show. Yeah. Hey. Two solid hours. I want to thank Skype for adding probably ten minutes to this. Yeah, it's been swell. Thank you, Skype. Thanks for whatever recent update it was. <laughs> but, thank you. Um, thank you. You the real MVP. I want to thank um, Reddit College Football for their hours of entertainment the past couple of weeks. Sure. I want to thank um, Disney for buying uh, Fox. Yes. So we can have some of that X Men. Some aspect of that is terrifying. X Men, Deadpool are back in, and Fantastic Four are back in the Marvel fold. Right. ESPN also now owns all the Fox Sports channels, so that's terrifying. But other than that. <laughs> um, and I want to thank Billy for being patient and still wanting to do podcasts with me. Oh, of course. Of course. So, I mean, last week I get it. It was Christmas and then Finn's birthday. And it's just been nuts the past month. The week before, I don't remember what happened, but something happened and we just took a holiday week. Remember. We're all Maybe getting shit ready or something. And Maybe. I don't know. You had that. Anyway. Getting things ready for for Christmas. And we'll catch you guys next time. Yeah. If Billy comes back from Skype. Yeah. That we just finished saying thank you to. Hello, Devin. I kind of can't wait to hear this one to see because I don't even know what Billy's saying right now. And we're probably talking over each other. Skype is awesome. If I had to guess, he's probably cursing up a storm. Everything is cool when you're Skyping on The Skype. old version of Skype used to give me statistics. Maybe, Maybe soon. Hey! Devin! Hi! Hey! Skype just shit out on his skin just about in time for the end. <laughs> That's what I was saying. I was like, <laughs> we're either talking over each other or... <laughs> this is going to sound really funny. I can't wait to hear it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. The holidays, it is what it is. We missed some time there. Oh. Is you know, whatever. So we're back um, in the rhythm now. I do have a dad joke. I do have All a dad right. joke to, to finish us off here. Uh, and the joke is not Skype. <laughs> um, Devin. Yes. Where does the general keep his armies? Where does the general keep his armies? I don't know. Up his sleeveys. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking cheap. I love it. <laughs> Oh, I read it, and I chuckled harder than I should have. You read it on Reddit? Right. And chuckled way harder than I should have. I was like, that's the joke. That's, that's it. the one. That's the one. Boom. Magic. So, yeah, that does it for us. Um, if you've come back after the two-week layoff, three weeks since the last episode, thank you. Um, and we're glad to be back. New year, new me. Fantastic. Love you guys. Alrighty, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye.